0: Today on Jeff's podcast. Can I talk to you for a few moments about the threshold of blessing? What is a threshold? It's a door. Think about the threshold of the door. There is is a place that signifies the crossing of one room to another, of one dimension to another. There is always resistance in the spirit when you come to a threshold, it represents a boundary between where you are and where you're going. A threshold represents entering into a new dimension, entering into a new season, entering into a new day. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to enter into a new dimension with the Lord, my relationship with the Lord, my experience with God. I'm ready to cross the threshold. With every new dimension, with every new season, comes a new level of blessing, along with a new level of resistance. Have you ever noticed that any time you're getting ready to cross a threshold, there is always resistance to crossing that threshold? The resistance of the enemy. Because that threshold represents the magnitude or intensity that must be exceeded for a certain reaction, phenomenon, response, or condition to be manifested. Let that sink in for just a moment. The magnitude or intensity of a reaction, phenomenon, result, or condition to be manifested. Matthew 7, 7, Jesus said, knock and the door will be opened. He promised that if you'd knock on a door, he'd open it, but he's not going to force you to enter in. He will open the door, but you have to step over that threshold it's available to you. It's there. He's ready for you to walk through the threshold. But why is there so much resistance when it comes to entering in a new dimension, entering into a new season, going through a new door? Why is there resistance and opposition every time you come to the cusp of a new day? a new experience, a new realm of the Spirit, a new place. Why is there resistance? Because the enemy doesn't want you to cross a threshold into God's presence. It's probably because that he was thrown out of God's presence. In Ezekiel chapter 28 and Isaiah chapter 14, you read about the fall of Lucifer, how God tossed him out of heaven onto the earth because of his pride, because of his rebellion against God. And scripture says that Jesus pointed out, I saw Lucifer fall from heaven like lightning. But because Lucifer was thrown out of heaven, I believe he can't stand for people to cross a threshold closer to God. Because every time one of us cross a threshold into God's presence, into a new season, into a new blessing, into a new realm of the Spirit, he has lost his hold on someone else, and we have prevailed over the forces of darkness. Now, When the enemy fell, when Satan was cast from heaven, he took one-third, according to Scripture, one-third of heaven's angels with him. Think about that for a moment. But aren't you glad we have a majority? God has a majority. That means that two-thirds of the angels of heaven are for us. Since Lucifer was cast out of the presence of God... He stands in resistance and opposition to our entry into the presence of God. Now, what does that mean for us? Well, you and I, on a daily basis, are facing the resistance and the opposition of Lucifer, Satan, and a third of the angels of heaven that fell with him, the demonic forces of darkness that oppose and come against us. His mission is to steal, kill, and destroy. I want just to stop here and add that scripture promises those who seek God and his kingdom, we will fight the enemy, but the gates of hell shall not prevail against God's church, his bride. We don't have to worry about defeat because we've already been made victorious through the blood of Jesus. But it will not stop the adversary from doing everything he can to carry out his mission. His mission is to steal, kill, and destroy. I want to stop just for a moment, and I want to focus upon one prong of his mission, his endeavor to steal from you and I, specifically your blessing, your substance, your source, your finances. How can he steal from you? How can the devil steal from you? By engaging in resistance, and opposition to the threshold of your giving. I want to show you something about the threshold of blessing. I believe Scripture teaches us unequivocally that the level of our reaping is directly tied to the level of our sowing. I believe Scripture unequivocally bears that out give, and it shall be given unto you, pressed down, good measure, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. How many of you believe that God is able to place it upon the heart of a human being to bless you? It's all God's. God is able to do it. God's word teaches time and again that the level of our reaping is tied directly and proportionate to our sowing. So if the enemy has set out on a mission to steal from you and I, how does he do that? By providing resistance in opposition when we begin to give. Why? Because our giving is sanctified unto the Lord. Leviticus chapter 27 verse 32 Moses told the people that the tithe is holy unto the Lord. It belongs to him. It does not belong to us. Amen? So what does it mean? It means that when I give, that my giving is sanctified and beyond the devil's reach. He cannot touch it. What you give, the enemy cannot touch. And when you give, because you gave it, God will make sure that the enemy cannot touch the rest of it either. The remainder is protected. Malachi chapter 3, Satan's ultimate goal is to steal from God the Father. Therefore, his mission is to steal from you. If he can keep you from giving, listen to this, if the enemy can keep you from giving, then he has robbed God. Malachi 3, God said, you have robbed me. They said, wherein have we robbed you? He said, in tithe and in offering. So the devil is trying to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his mission. So in order to steal from God, all he has to do is rob you. And the way he robs you is to provide resistance and opposition to your giving. If he's robbed you, he's robbed God, and that's his mission. Listen to what I'm saying to you now. So many people get so uptight and so uh, sensitive when anybody talks about money and giving and tithing and giving and offerings. Why do you get so sensitive about that? Why do I get so sensitive about that? Because the enemy begins to sow a seed of offense in us when anyone directly addresses what happens at the threshold of blessing we have a threshold we have a threshold of, of, of what we will give what we will do how we will trust God and when it comes to our money we'll trust God with everything we'll trust him with our healing we'll trust him with our family we'll trust him with our uh, we'll trust him with our health we'll trust him with our. Uh, with our success, we'll trust him with everything we have. But when it comes to money, people seem to be reluctant to step over the threshold of faith into the realm of blessing or the double portion blessing. Why is that? Because God is, uh, because the enemy has a mission to rob you and therefore rob God. There is something very specific, something very personal to the devil when we give to the Lord, because when we give it to God, he can no longer steal it. When we give it to God, he has not succeeded in robbing God or robbing you. His his, his uh, level of revenge with which he wishes to injure God by injuring his people and and that very thought is not even, uh, it's nonsensical because the enemy has no power over the Lord. The enemy has no power over his people, only that which we give him. But he will come against us to provide resistance and opposition because he wishes to rob God by robbing us. If the enemy tried to usurp God God's authority in heaven. If Lucifer tried to rise above and receive the glory and the honor and the praise that was only due God the Father, why do you think he's no longer trying to rob God? He is still trying to rob God by robbing you and I. And if he can rob you and I of the blessing that comes from giving, when he provides resistance and opposition at the threshold of blessing, which is our giving, and he influences us not to release our gift, he has succeeded in robbing you and I, and therefore he has succeeded in being complicit to robbing God. Have you ever noticed that the devil doesn't try to stop you from spending money until you start to give to the Lord? Now, just stop and think about that for a moment. Go back in your mind and try to remember anything that the devil tried to get you not to buy. I can't find it. I've been thinking about this all morning. I can't think of one thing in my lifetime that the devil told me not to spend money on. Now, the Holy Ghost has tried to get me to hold back my money before. God spoke into my ear and in my conscience when I was getting ready to make uh, uh, what would have been uh, a bad purchase or a bad investment. The Lord, through His Holy Spirit, has spoken to me and and tried to get me to stop and think and to pause and to wait. But the devil has never tried to get me not to spend money until it was time to give to the Lord. Let me tell you what I mean. It's Christmas time. We've probably all been given gifts and and have given gifts and we all probably have received some uh, money from relatives that we would go out and spend. I know it's true because I saw all y'all out on the day after Christmas, spending your Christmas money and your gift cards. And so I had some of that too. And, uh, you know, I, I am, uh, notorious in my family, uh, those who love me for using my Christmas money to, uh, either, Use it on somebody else, or you know, use it to pay a bill uh, or something like that. It's just because I've never been really good at buying things for myself. Uh, I'm not saying that to try to sound noble, I'm just, uh, I'm a, uh, uh, you know, I'm really tight when it comes to that. And, and I will, when it comes to buying something for myself, I will agonize over it and then I will make a list of pros and cons. And, you know, I'll just go through that process because I, I've just always hated spending money on on things that 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 I need. Sometimes it's been clothing, and you know, I just needed something and just didn't want to spend money on it. But this year, I decided I was going to spend that money on me, and I bought myself something and uh, spent the money that that was so generously gifted to me, and I still have, you know. Uh, my own, my own, in my own self, really battled that because I just don't do that whole lot. Now, when it comes to spending money for for the kingdom, uh, things that will allow me to do what I do, like the equipment that I'm using to share with you today, obviously has cost money. Uh, but But those things are not just for my benefit. They're because they assist me in getting the word out and doing what God's called me to do. But when it comes to buying things for myself. I just really have a hard time with that. I have a hard time receiving gifts. But this time I bought myself something. I bought myself a pair. Now don't judge me. all right? I bought myself a pair of cowboy boots. And you may look at me and say, I just cannot picture you in cowboy boots. Well, I owned a pair when I was uh, in grade school. Uh, I'm sure that uh, I remember wanting those boots. I'm sure that my uh, mother and father had to sacrifice to get them at the time. I don't know how much they cost. I know that th- this was way back when, you know, when I was a kid. Since then, I've never owned a pair of cowboy boots. And someone suggested, someone, a close friend, my wife included uh, in this group of people said, you know, you ought to buy yourself some boots. So I, you know, I went and bought myself some boots. I bought a pair of Tony Llamas. Now, if you're a boot person, Uh, That means something to you. If you're not, that doesn't mean a thing to you. It's just just a brand name. Uh, But I spent the money that was given to me as a gift on something for me. And you know what? Uh, I don't apologize for it. I wouldn't apologize to myself for it this time. And then it came time when the Lord spoke to me and told me to give something. And the enemy crept in and said, now, wait a minute. Are you sure you want to give that? Now, I'm going to tell you right now, 2020 has been a challenge for all of us financially, but I'm not I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to give in to the temptation of the enemy to talk about need because every need has been met. My wife and I made a huge decision. We made a few a huge leap of faith this year to jump out and put everything we had financially, all of our resources into full-time ministry. We made that leap of faith and boom, COVID-19 hit in March and we thought, oh God, what have you done? Have you brought us out here in the wilderness to die? But you know what? God's been faithful. God has blessed blessing upon top of blessing on top of blessing that resources have come out of unexpected places and not a bill has gone unpaid and not one thing that we have needed has, have we gone without God's been faithful. And we, and I said all that to say this we have been intentional about giving and tithing and giving offerings and being faithful and giving to other ministries. I don't say this to be, to sound proud or to lift myself up, but to uh, just illustrate to you that what I'm saying to you, I have lived by example and experience. We have continued to give, but every time it is time to give my tithe and offering, the devil, is right here. And he's saying, are you sure you want to give that? You know, you don't know what the future holds for you financially. You don't know where your resources are going to come from. Now, in my mind and in my heart, I know exactly where my resources are coming from. They're coming from the Lord. In my mind, I know the word of God very, very well. I'm very, uh, very versed (laughs) <laughs> in Scripture, no pun intended. I've been studying this book since I was a teenager. I've been a uh, uh, student of the word of God for many, many, many years. I know what the scripture says. I know what's going to happen when I give. I know I can give God. I know the Lord shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. My heart knows it. My mind knows it. But there is always this voice that says, but wait a minute. And that voice only comes when it's time to give to the Lord. Every time. Think about it. It's true in your life. You'll spend money on your family. You'll spend money on your spouse. You'll spend money on your children. You'll spend money on other people. You'll spend money even on yourself, and you will never hear the devil stop you from spending money until it comes to giving God what is holy and your offering. Why is that? I used to beat myself up over this even up until recently, I used to say, Lord, what is wrong with me that I will buy something for my wife that is temporal and that will pass away, or I will spend money on my children that is, that is temporary and will pass away. But when it comes to giving, there is always that momentary, even, even a millisecond of hesitation. What is that? I come to realize, as the Lord gave me this revelation, that it is not a character flaw. It is not a lack of faith. It is not that I don't want to give. It is not that I am uh, failing to believe what I've preached my entire life. It has nothing to do with any of that. It's not sin in my heart. It's not unforg- uh, un. Forgiveness or unthankfulness. It's, it's not that I don't want to give or don't believe in sowing seed and practicing tithing and offering. It's none of that. It has nothing to do with something that I have done wrong or thought wrong. It's because when I get to that threshold, that place where I'm crossing into where I am, to where I'm going, that there is resistance an opposition that comes from the devil. Because in order to rob me, in order to rob God, he has to rob me of my blessing as well, according to Malachi 3. Think about this. Every time that momentary hesitation is not because I am afraid, or I don't want to give, or I don't trust God, or I don't know his word as it relates to giving. It's because when I get to that threshold the devil says wait a minute are you sure you want to give that? this is what you won't have if you give what there's a bill next week or you know that 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 reasoning that reasoning doesn't come from your heart it doesn't come from your head it comes from the resistance of the devil at the threshold of blessing the devil is at the door and he's trying to hold you back mm, think about that. That momentary hesitation is always about the devil trying to rob you. It has nothing to do with you. Don't beat yourself up over it. that You don't have anything you need to repent for because of that momentary hesitation when it comes time to give to the Lord. It's the devil. You're sensing the resistance in the spirit of the enemy. But you have to come to a place when you realize that the threshold you have to cross is a magnitude or intensity that you have to exceed for a certain reaction, response, or condition to be manifested. You, once you cross a threshold in your giving, you will change the reaction of God. Mm. Now, this has nothing to do with dollar amount, my friends. Don't misunderstand me. It has nothing to do with dollar amount. It has everything to do with crossing a threshold in which you have defeated the resistance of the enemy against your giving. Because your giving brings you to a level that exceeds anything that you have experienced before a magnitude or intensity of your giving that goes beyond and exceeds anything else that you've ever done before will bring a magnitude and intensity of blessing a different reaction a different response a different condition in your life will be manifested because you crossed a threshold in your giving it's the threshold of blessing if If you can defeat the enemy at the door of your blessing, you will do it with your giving. And when you do, a breakthrough will come and a new level of blessing will begin to invade your life. It has nothing to do with dollar amount. It has everything to do with getting a spiritual breakthrough in your giving. To the point that the resistance makes you increase your giving rather than decrease your giving. But the point I'm making is that when the devil begins to resist and oppose me at the place, the threshold, the door where I'm getting ready to give, it makes me give anyway. Almost to the point where, my, where the opposition of the enemy triggers my giving. And I'm going to tell you, God has opened up blessing to us. He's reacted and responded in a way above and beyond because we have crossed that threshold. Very quickly, the bottom line, when you cross the threshold, you have removed the enemy's influence over your giving and you've given it to the Lord. That's how you become a cheerful giver. Now, this is what happens. This is what happens in Malachi 3. When you bring the tithe into the storehouse, listen to what I'm about to say. I used to hate to talk about Malachi 3 as a pastor, even though I needed to because I knew people were going to get upset. Don't get all bent out of shape and twisted. I'm trying to show you how to be blessed. I am a living example. I'm trying to show you how to walk in a new manifestation of a new condition because your giving has exceeded a level that has never crossed before when you give, these are the three promises God gave, according to Malachi 3. Number one, I won't let the devourer touch what's left. You give me the tithe, the rest of it, I won't let the devourer touch it. Number two, I won't let it fail. He said the vine will not fail to bring forth its fruit in verse 11 of Malachi 3. And number three, I won't let it go unnoticed. He said all nations will call you blessed. They will see the blessing of God on your life. He said, I won't let the devourer touch it, I won't let it fail, and I won't let it go unnoticed. That's what God is going to do for you. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that powerful? Doesn't that excite you to know that when you cross the threshold of blessing, it brings a blessing upon what is left in your storehouse. The devil can't touch it, You cannot fail, and all nations will call you blessed. I want you to be blessed today beyond the threshold into double portion. When you come to the threshold of your giving, you will always see the resistance and feel the resistance of the devil. He doesn't want you to give because when he robs you, it robs God. And when you give, not only do you defeat his attempt to rob you and to rob God, but you activate the protection of God that comes upon you that the enemy cannot touch what's left. God is wants you to cross a new level into a new season into a new dimension into a new uh uh, uh, a new reaction response condition because your giving has exceeded and has gone beyond a magnitude it ever has before it's not about dollar amount it's about trusting god with all of it i hope that this has encouraged you today and I've never done this before. I'm going to say to you on this video, if you have never supported this ministry, that I want to invite you to do so as the Lord leads you. I'm not going to beg for resources and beg for giving. I'm simply going to say this ministry is in need of God's faithfulness that will always come through people. If you're one of those people, you can give on our website, JeffWolf.org. Just click the Give link. You can give by Venmo, PayPal, or uh, through Square with a credit card or debit card. I love you. I appreciate you. And I believe that when you come to the place, the threshold, the door of blessing, if you will overcome the resistance of the enemy, God is going to do something new in your life. The key to financial breakthrough is crossing the threshold. Have a great day. I'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in today. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on any major podcast platform or Jeff's YouTube channel. For more information about this ministry, visit us at jeffwolf.org. Just released is Jeff's newest book, 10 Reasons Why. You can get it free by texting the keyword RESTORED to 833 649 1545. Message and data rates may apply. We'll see you next week. Be blessed.